Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello, and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Uh, I'm, I'm smelling cut grass. Springtime's almost here, just so I can finally get out of winter clothes. That's what's going on. Oh, you got it so rough in Southern California. I know all of our guests in Minnesota <laughs> rolling their eyes. Give me a break. But hey, man, welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. You've if you're new to the podcast, you've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, bringing true value. Uh, we call it selling from the heart. And Larry, I got to tell you, man, I don't think there's ever been a more exciting time to be in the profession of sales. I, I, it is, I have so many ideas bouncing around and so many fun conversations right now. This is just a blast. It is. And it's, you know, and it goes back to, you know, all a lot of our guests that, you know, selling's tough and all that. Yeah, you're right. It is. But all you need to do is just buckle down and you'll be surprised what happens if you just start working on yourself and you just start bringing the goods. You know, we call it, you know, substance and sincerity. Yeah. What starts to happen. Yeah, you know, and it really is cool. You, you stand out nowadays in more than ever by bringing these type of, of this mindset to the profession. And it's, you know, I love sales. It, it's been real good to me. I mean, I took it serious and thus I saw, you know, the fruits of my labor. It's a great career because if you think about it, if businesses and, and individuals don't sell anything, then what? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it reminds me of our guest uh, today who you're going <laughs> to. Oh, yeah, I forgot we got a guest. Yeah, we got a guest. <laughs> a great conversation. But before you introduce the guest, this reminds me of something I saw on his LinkedIn profile. He said, sales done right is the best profession in the world. And when it's done wrong, it's the worst. Uh, man, I couldn't agree with that more. But Larry, why don't you introduce our guest? We're going to have a phenomenal discussion today. You know, I, I've enjoyed getting to know our guest. Um, I've had some really good conversations with him. I highly respect him, you know, just based on the role that he's had in the career that, that is just taking off. And, uh, you know, Morgan Ingram's the, the, the host of the SDR Chronicles. And I've just really enjoyed getting to know him. I, I think we're going to have a blast. In fact, I know we're going to have a blast. I look forward to seeing him when I'm down in Atlanta in April, hopefully, if he comes to Outbound. So without further ado, Morgan Ingram, welcome to Song from the Heart. What's up, guys? Happy to be here. Hey, hey. man, it's great to have you. And uh, it's great to have a bulldog uh, in the house. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm curious, though, is, as, and we ask all our guests this, is uh, when you hear the word selling from the heart, you know, from your perspective, what, is that, uh, what does that bring up in your mind? And, and what does that mean to you? Yeah, this is a great. I mean, it's a great question that you guys ask. And I, and I love that you start with this. Now, for me and how I see it is selling in the way of how you believe you personally need to sell based on your personality. And so what I mean by that is I think a lot of people may watch someone who's really good at sales and they're like, I, that's how I need to be because that person's number one. 
right? And it doesn't even fit your personality at all. And so, you know, I work with John Barrows and some of you listeners may know who that is. He's very direct. He's from Boston. He's in your face. And, you know, I tried some of those approaches and it's just, that's just not me. So, you know, I had to figure out what is me. So I'm a very like analytical person and I could be able to calculate what this really is going to mean for you. That's for me selling from the hardest because it's like, that's who I am as a person. And then on top of that, and I talked to sales leaders about this is he was like, you know, when you're doing, I did mock calls. He said, when you do sales and when you do your discovery, I feel like that's you as if like I got a beer with you or I was hanging out with you at a sports game. You know, you're obviously doing business, but the way that you're selling is the way that you talk to me in real life. So that's how I see the sell it so hard is, is like, that's how you actually talk as a person, not jargon that you made up because it sounds cool or it sounds like it's going to close the deal. So, Hey, but before we get going, I, I'm, I'm going to give a standing ovation to Morgan because he said something that I just, I, I have to badger Daryl every now and then, sorry, but you just keyed in on something that is, you know, delivering the message in the way that's you. And, and there's, and there's a couple things, there's a, there's a reason why I say that. And you brought up Barrows's name and, you know, Barrows is, you know, back East in your face. I grew up in Los Angeles area, which is the West coast version of East Coast in your face. And that's just, I do it with respect and I, and I do it, you know, with sincerity and I'm polite about it. Right. But I remember this goes back 25, 26 years ago. I tried to have to, you know, memorize phone scripts and I had to memorize delivering, you know, first in calls and meetings and things like that. And I was really struggling with it because I was memorizing the script and I wasn't internalizing it to make it my own and delivering it in a way that was true to me. So that's why I always pick on Daryl because Daryl goes, Hey, Larry, he goes, you got to throw some, he knows where I'm going with this. He goes, you got to throw some sugar in that tea because you're just, but that's, but that's just, but that's just me though. It's just, you know, part of being true to yourself is delivering the message in a way that you can still deliver in the message in the way that makes you feel comfortable. I mean, right. is that where you're getting with that? Absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Well, and, and that kind of that, you know, when we think about this, and I know you bring so much expertise um, in the area of of specifically SDRs um, it obviously across the sales cycle. But I know the the SDR side of this, the pure uh, prospecting side of this is is uh, is a specialty. And, and as you look at that side, you know, that first part of the sales process um how does, how do you do that in the, in the SDR role? I mean, how do you bring authenticity? And by the way, if you're listening, you know, it really doesn't matter if you're full-time SDR, mad respect if you are, um, or if you're a territory rep that's responsible for prospecting. And in reality, it doesn't matter who you are in the business world. We're all responsible for prospecting. But when you're making that, you know, that proverbial cold call, um, to someone that, that you don't have a relationship with. I mean, how do you take that, be yourself and translate that to the SDR role? I think it's, it's tough. So from an SDR role, it's going to be different than prospecting as a full sales cycle or FAE, right? Because an SDR mm -hmm. role, all you're doing is you're making way more calls. You're doing way more emails. You're doing way more lead gen. Right. So the, not the problem, but the, the situation that you face is every single day you have to get someone's ear and, but you also have to do it at volume, right? The only way that's going to be able to happen for you is you really have to understand your personas and like really read your company's blog posts. 
which is a recommendation I give to every SDR, but yes. nobody wants to sit and read a blog post. But I guarantee if you read the blog post, you'll all the blog posts or at least the large majority of them, you'll be a high performer because you'll just understand what you're trying to solve. And I think on top of that, you know, what we train people on is understanding what are the challenging parties that you need to have? What are the expected results a client should be looking for? And then how do you relay that message to them like by, by a dart message? So what I mean by that is instead of having a machine gun approach and just sending out random messages, like targeted darted messages that are specific to each pain point and challenge and priority. That's, that's the way to really truly understand someone's role. And, you know, the more I've been able to do that, the better that I become. And then the better I become at that, the more I can look, look at a website, look at an event and tell a story around that and tell them why, Hey, this is why you should be with us. I absolutely love yeah. that because when we talk about authenticity, you know, there's, there's two sides to the authenticity coin. There's the, the relational authenticity being a genuine, good, caring, you know, good hearted person, trustworthy and all of that. Right. But the other side of authenticity is bringing substance to the table, like authentic value. And, um, I couldn't agree with you more. It's been interesting because I've been working on an SDR project with a client, um, in over the last 90 days. And we've been doing exactly that. It's all been based on you're really digging in and understanding the prospects world and this, this particular company prospects in a multiple vertical market. So we've been doing the interviews and really figuring out what, you know, what makes each one of these personas tick and boy, the effectiveness when you actually take the time to do the homework. Um, I love the idea of reading blog posts, reading the blog posts on your prospects websites too, like in really digging in, man, I'll tell you what, that 30 minutes a day you spend educating yourself pays dividends over and over and over again. And man, if you're, if you're a SDR listening to this or any sales, I mean, we're advocating for education all the time because I think that is the heavy lifting of authenticity where we've got to, you know, even last week as we were talking uh, with Mike Schultz bringing insight to the table, I mean, this is, this is, this is the side of authenticity that doesn't get talked about as much, but that real value come to the table. That's a game changer when it comes to, to generating attention and conversations. Well, I, I think, that, I think, no, and, and I think that's how you rise above all the noise because, you know, and I don't care whether you're an SDR, right. An account executive, a major account rep, a territory, rep, you know, what, whatever it is, is, you know, in today's day and age, you got to figure out how to rise above the noise. And I always say listening's the new prospecting. And there's so much information. There's so much that somebody can glean from just spending a few minutes to learn something about a persona or learn about a company that if you do, good things will happen because 95% of the salespeople out there aren't going to do it. Absolutely. And you're right. There's so much content out here that a lot of that people hear and they're like, Oh, that's awesome. But like you said, they're just not going to do it at the end of the day, which obviously has an advantage for you as a rep to just do those tactics and you're already honestly ahead. Yeah. But, 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 you know, here, here's, here's the thing. And, and I don't know if it's a, I'd be curious your perspective on this Morgan is, is it, is it a, is it a sales rep issue? Is it a management issue? Is it, you know, is it a joint effort in this? Because we know if you're, if we're just, you know, to me, and I'm throwing my age into this a little bit, you know, when, when I first started in this, there wasn't an acronym called an SDR and SDR was just another, it was a telemarketer back in those days. Right. That's right. The world that I grew up in and it was just dial for dollars. 
They had phones when you started prospecting, Larry? Stop it. They were just yes. coming out, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. That, <laughs> new, new, new release. New release. Uh, you know, you know, it's like saying, you know what? Like <laughs> this is a phone. You know what, <laughs> I, I walked through five feet of snow five miles to get to school, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that. But there was no internet and there was no computers when I started selling. So how's that? But, you know, I, I think the big disconnect, though, is everyone might go, you know, this sounds great. I get what Morgan's saying. I get what Larry and Daryl are saying, but right. We can fill in the blanks with the, but I got to make 250 calls or I got to make 200 calls, whatever that number is. I don't have time to do this. Mm. Then what do you say? I time management. Like I, I I mean, I, I, for me, like I'm, I'm a little bit hardcore on this because like, I prospect and I have to close deals and I do discovery calls and I also have to travel and I also have to edit YouTube videos and also got to respond to every single person on LinkedIn. So no, I don't have any sympathy for anyone when it comes to this topic. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I am absolutely Yeah. You're I'm right there with you. I, I mean, I'm a no excuse mentality because I could figure out how to do it as well. It just doesn't, in the very beginning, yeah, it's probably a little bit difficult, but I mean, once you start to learn how to manage all that, it's not that hard. It, yeah. I mean, it's really not. Oh man, I couldn't agree more though. You know, it was interesting talking to Mike uh, on our last podcast that do, who was literally writing a report on productivity and sales right now is, mm. um, you know, I don't know that there's any profession that requires better time management skills than, than the sales profession. I mean, really seriously. And, and we're some of the worst at it sometimes. Uh, but I think that's, that's a really good point. And some of these, you know, to get a, a little Stephen Covey on us, you know, the big rocks that we've got to drop into our day are taking the time to educate ourselves. Um, the other thing you talked, we were talking about before the show is, is just how you're seeing LinkedIn play into all of this and, and what a, what a critical role, um, powerful role LinkedIn can play in the, in the sales development process. I'm curious to pick your brain on that for a few minutes in terms of um, what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's first, first and foremost, I think it's, if you reach out to Pacific persona, they might not be on LinkedIn. Right. So I know there's some people yeah. listening and they may have people ahead. They're not on LinkedIn. So, Hey, look, you know, this is part of it. And I know that. Um, and then also you, you have to leverage what's on LinkedIn. So a couple things, you can find different personas that are following your company. You can reach out to them. I mean, that's a, that's a lever right there. You can see who's changed jobs in the past 90 days. That's another great lever. Someone's moving into a new position. They're obviously looking to create impact. They're looking to promote it. They're looking to create impact. Definitely reach out to them. Um, I think another thing is just understanding like the voice messages, LinkedIn voice messages has been super powerful. Um, First degree connections, you can send them a voice message. A lot of people don't know that. It's highly effective. I've seen crazy results, hmm. like 65 voice messages, like 24 responses in seven meetings. So that's wow. 35% reply rate, and that's a wow. meeting rate. So, I mean, there's just stuff on LinkedIn that's that's crazy that you could do like that. I mean, you can see you can see what people are hiring for. You can see people's profile and their responsibilities. I mean, there's a ton of stuff on LinkedIn, but I think it ultimately comes down to being a part of the community that you're selling to. So commenting, liking, 
whatever thought leaders in that space is what we, is what we call whatever they're called. And then basically from there, like engaging with them so that people understand, put a face to the name, but also on top of that, it's using keywords that you sell into and then looking at where those keywords are on LinkedIn and engaging with those people. So again, I think LinkedIn is just a great source because it's more open. Um, you can see what people are talking about and you could leverage that information to reach out to people that you're trying to get meetings from. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly, incredibly powerful right now. And, you know, I think a lot of times, uh, I think SDRs, you know, have traditionally kind of been in that box of, okay, here's my call list, go, you know, and um, starting to think outside that box and, and to look and go, okay, how can I, how can I not only learn about um, somebody through their online presence, but also how can I start to engage with these people? Um, like Larry says, it's, you know, there's the social phone, as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You got your uh, you got your landline phone and you yep. have your social phone, and and um, being able to look at at um, LinkedIn as more than just a, a directory of of forward thinking people, but also looking at it as a source of intelligence and a platform to communicate value. Um, it's powerful. It's another channel, another channel yeah. for access to yeah. get to get results. Yeah. And, and, and what's, what's really interesting about it. And, and I see it and I go, and I go back to it and I, and I say it pretty directly, Morgan is, you know, how do you expect to get noticed in a marketplace when no one knows you exist? And I don't care what role you're in is if you can really learn how to engage in a humanistic fashion on LinkedIn, you'll be surprised what starts to happen. Absolutely. But, but it, but it, it's so interesting because everyone talks about email spam, right? And no one answers a phone because of, you know, they're afraid they're going to be sold to. So they hide behind it. Right. Yeah. I don't recognize that number. So I'm not going to pick it up. Right. I get a hundred emails and 95 of them are, are spam. Well, the same mm-hmm. thing's starting to happen. If you spend any amount of time on LinkedIn, you're, you know, it's social spam now. And that's where if you just engage, you position yourself well, you engage, you're thoughtful and you do it on a consistent basis. Good things happen. It's just there's there's no magic to it. There's no silver bullet to this. It's just consistency. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It is. It is consistency. And I think that goes back to time management. And obviously, I was hardcore on that. But (laughs) but the thing at the end of the day is like we all can create time. And it all depends on our priorities. So I was reading this book and basically this is the best way to put it. If you have an organized schedule, you get organized results. If you have an ad hoc schedule, you get ad hoc results. Mm. So it really, so yeah. it really comes down to. So if you don't know what you're doing, then yeah, you're not going to have time because you don't know what you're doing. You're just doing a ton of stuff. And then at the five, six, seven o'clock, you're like, Oh wait, what am I doing? You don't know. Cause it's not organized. Right. So I think when it comes down to it is like, you definitely can create time and do it but you got to know how much time do I have to allow to prospecting? How much time do I have to do the pipeline uh, to my meetings? Like I have to know how much time I'm going to allow to prospecting and all that stuff. I got to have time blocks for it or like, I'm just, this stuff is not going to get done. So ultimately that's why I encourage people to do like have those time blocks. Think about it. I had an, as an SDR and even today I still try to have it, even though my schedule is kind of all over the place and it's hard to keep Mm -hmm. to it, but you have to still make sure that you're hitting home on the points that you're hitting home on and getting the prospecting done almost every single day. And I think on top of that, using all the channels like social, like video, for example, to be effective because it's not just one channel. It's all of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because you go back to this, this time management, we've been talking a lot about it on this podcast and I wrote about it selling from the heart. And, and I, you know, I, I think all of us on this podcast can agree. We've been in some pretty dysfunctional sales bullpens before. 
you know, you spend any amount of time in sales and you've seen it. The salespeople that go, I don't have any time, but you start watching, right? They come into the office at 7.15 or 7 or 7.30 and watch what they do for the first hour to hour and a half, right? I I call it jerking around, right? They're just, you know, shuck and jive, just do whatever they're doing. (laughs) Imagine, right? Let's say it's an hour a day. That's five hours in a week that you've just done absolutely nothing and that you could repurpose. So, you know, it's just, it takes a time just to look back and go, okay, how many hours am I, am a day in a day? Am I doing something that I shouldn't be doing that I can repurpose and do something a lot more productive? Absolutely. And, and going back to the consistency point, um, what you want to, you got to be, make sure that you're again, staying consistent within your actions, but really it comes down to the social as well. People ask and Larry, people may ask you like, how do you build a brand? How do you get yourself out there? I'm just, I'm just consistent. Like I just show up every single day and I post what I need to post. Like it's not a, That's right one post that blows up and it's like, Oh, that was incredible. It's not, it's just consistency. And a lot of people aren't willing to be consistent in their actions, which is why most people don't have a six pack. Why most people don't have certain things. It's just being consistent and not saying I'm consistent on every single thing that I do, but I do know when I am consistent, I see results and there's a reason for that. Yeah. And you know, what's, what's, what's interesting is we live in a social world these days and it's not going away. Right. It's like all of a sudden they're not, I, I at least not, in the not, not too distant future, they're not going to unplug social. I mean, social's here and it's, and it's here to say, we got to figure out how to adapt to it. And, and I think what's really interesting and I see it and just the way I think is if we look at this on an individual basis, I don't think we have any issue using social for the most part in our personal lives. I think there's a big disconnect in trying to figure out how do I use this in a business way that actually makes sense and how do I, and kind of, how do I marry that together? And I think that's the big thing. So people just paralyze their minds. They go, you know what, forget it. I'm not going to do it. I enjoy my Facebook posts and my Instagram posts and doing the personal thing, but I just can't figure out how to leverage this for business, but it takes time. Yeah. But it goes back to what you were saying in the beginning, Morgan, which is deliver the message in the way that's you, right? Don't, don't be yourself in business. I think that is like so core. Yeah. I think the biggest problem people have right now, and I'm a huge fan of him is Gary Vaynerchuk. You guys have probably seen him, heard of him or so a lot of people right now are trying to become that. Right. (laughs) And again, it's great inspiration, but absolutely. what, What people miss is that you have to, it goes back to what I talked about earlier. You have to take the framework of what someone's doing in the structure and then apply it to yourself. So John has a great framework and structure. This is the reason why I joined him. And I take that and then I implement it into, okay, so how would I do this as me? Not how would I do this as the person who's doing and executing? So a lot of people, when they think about social, when they think about being consistent, they're like, I'm going to do exactly what this person does because it's going to give me those same results. It's not because it's not you, but you got to figure out what's their structure and process and then Mm -hmm. implement that as you, as your person. So I think a lot of people miss that and mess that up as they try to become that person totally when it's not them. And it comes off as again, unauthentic and you're not coming from the heart, just like what this whole podcast is about. You're going to mess your whole self up and people can see through that, that you're really trying to connect to. Well, it's interesting. And it's why, you know, I've written about it. Daryl and I promote the heck out of this is there's two words, you know, that that come to mind and it's visibility and value. And if you, and if you listen to anybody on, on LinkedIn or, 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 you know, some of these social selling people that are out there, they always talk about visibility and value. And I agree. It just depends on the way in which you go about doing it. So you, you know, you bring up Gary V, right. I'll throw in Grant Cardone and I'll throw in, you know, 
you know, of those people, they got very, they know who they are. They got strong personalities and they're comfortable in their own skin and they deliver the message as they only know how to do. And so you see a lot of these people who try to emulate them and they're, they're the ones that do videos for about four or five straight days a week, maybe two weeks top. And then they drop off the face of the earth because they can't figure out what to say anymore. Right. And that's why I always say, you know, you got to understand you and the value you bring and then get as visible as heck with it. But what's happening with social in a sales world is people are trying to get seen. And after a while, they got nothing to say. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how this translates directly to, to every one of our listeners, but I, I think, you know, I want to challenge you. I mean, I set a goal last year to read 30 minutes at the start of every business day. And, um, and that, you know, that changed my life. Um, I had a lot of intentions to read books, but they were just sitting on the desk. Well, you start consuming the content, you got stuff to talk about, you have ideas, you're sharp. I mean, it changed my life. And then this year, um, I set a goal to spend 30 minutes writing an article every day, blogging uh, based on what I learned and uh, visible and valuable. It's exactly what happened. I got more valuable myself. I'm learning a ton. I'm energized. And now I'm getting visibility and driving more conversations online than ever because of not just being out there, but actually putting some value out there. And, you know, I, I would challenge um, all of our, our, our tribe out there, you know, no matter where, where you find yourself in the spectrum of, of sales is um, how can you combine visibility and value? Like how can you make yourself more value the substance side of this? And then how can you take leverage tools like LinkedIn um, and email to get more visible with value? And it goes back to what you were saying at the beginning, Morgan is, is if you're going to be an SDR, you know, let's, 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 um, get someone's attention by actually talking about something that's going to add value to their life. Um, that's going to address a challenge that they face. It's going to help them reach a goal. Um, and, and if, I think if, if as sales professionals, we'll take the time and it doesn't have to be 10 hours a day, um, we'll take a little bit of time to do the homework, to learn, um, read the blog posts, crack open a book, listen to something, um, right. And then reshare that, um, what you're learning and how you're applying it to your specific uh, niche, uh, that side of it, you know, all of a sudden you've, you've created um, a, a, a brand for yourself. And it's more than a brand because brand sounds shallow, but this is like legitimate. Um, now when you're prospecting, you prospect with confidence because you know, you've got the goods, you know, you've got. Um, something of substance to bring to the table. I, I think, you know, what we're talking about here could be a massive game changer uh, for a lot of our listeners. Yeah. So I, I agree with that. I think it's understanding as a whole, the context of what you're getting yourself into. I mean, that's a big thing as well. Cause once you understand that, then you'll have better conversations across the board, just like you said. Yeah. Well, Hey, as, as we wrap up and by the way, what a fantastic conversation. And I'm so glad you joined us today. Absolutely. Our listeners going to want to connect with you and, and we'll, we'll put that in the show notes. Um, but, uh, you know, I know that one thing I know about being an SDR is it's a tough role and it's usually a thankless role. Sometimes it's a lonely role. I mean, what would you say to the SDRs that are listening um, to maybe give them a word of encouragement? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just painted a drowning in despair. <laughs> Drowning in despair is what is your, what's your pain the picture has. Um, 
<laughs> be nice, Morgan. Be nice. I know my friend Frank uh, in SDR in Miami oh, is listening. What would you say to Frank? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I've been in the role. I understand where everyone's coming from if you're SDR role or, or being asked to prospect, even sales role. And I'm, I'm in it right now. I got a number two. So, ultimately, what I tell people at the end of the day is keep a steady mindset. So, it's the very first video I made on my YouTube channel because I knew that's the most important video of all time. So, the reason for that is because if, if things are going really well, don't get too excited. Like, be, feel good about it, but don't get too fired up. And then if things are really low, don't get depressed about it because mm-hmm. you always have, this is my perspective and it's been panned out for me so far the way that, how it happens. If I have a really good day, mm-hmm. that means some, there's a, I'm not waiting for it, but I know a bad day is going to come up. So I embrace that it was a good day, get really excited about it and look at the wins and see what I did well to do there. Now, if I have a bad day where everyone reschedules on me, everyone's pushing back, calls went bad, you know, like <laughs> prospects, prospects are hanging up on me. I automatically know that the next day is going to be better. Same thing with weeks. If you have a bad week, that means you're going to have a good week. So it's about having perspective in this role and knowing, hey, this role is, is simple, right? SDR role is simple. You make calls, you email, you're trying to get a meeting. Like it's not, That's pretty simple. But the role is hard because hard. You, you're, it's a mentally tough role. But my encouragement to everybody at the end of the day is that like, if you can handle an SDR role, the mental part of it, that means you can handle any role moving forward, an AE role, um, an executive role, leadership role, because the mental task of knowing every single day you're going to go in a role and get rejected. There's not a lot of roles that I know like that, that you get rejected and the, the payout and the reward isn't, isn't compensating that rejection every single day. Yeah. Wow. That's, Good one. that's fantastic, man. Well, Morgan, thanks for joining us. Um, and uh, we, I mean, we genuinely appreciate your, your leadership in this area. You're the real deal. You bring authenticity to what you do. You bring passion. And that just, um, you know, to me, that's massively inspirational. And, and I, I just want to thank you for who you are and what you do. So, man, I, I really appreciate you joining us today. Absolutely. No, I appreciate hopping on this podcast, Larry. Thanks for thinking of me and bringing me here. And I enjoyed the conversation today for sure. No, it's awesome. my pleasure. Yeah. So um, to everyone out there, uh, by the way, uh, don't forget, we've, uh, they've still got tickets for sale for Outbound, which is coming up at the end of April. You don't want to miss that. We get to go to uh, Morgan's hometown of Atlanta, Georgia, and ATL. hang out with some of the most inspirational, innovative um, thought leaders and practitioners in the, in the world of sales. And it is going to be fantastic. And even Larry Levine is going to be there uh, presenting. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say, Larry. It's going to be um, were you going to put a little sugar in the tea or are you going to deliver it straight? No, no. I, <laughs> oh, no. I, I, don't put, I don't put sweet low in my iced tea and I don't put sugar <laughs> in my coffee. So it's that. All right. You're going to get it straight it, from Larry yeah, Levine. Oh, yeah, uh, straight, straight hardcore. You're just going to get it. <laughs> well, if you go to outboundconference.com and you enter the uh, promo code HEART100, You'll get $100 off your ticket. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Uh, But until next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep doing the hard work, bring your real value, keep a steady mindset, and most of all, sell from the heart.